Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to our inaugural episode of Couchside Sports. All right. With your host, Kyle French, and my guy, Michael Burke, over here. All right, yeah, we're in the house. All right, so we're mostly going to be talking about uh, football, basketball. We'll also get into some other sports. He's a baseball guy. Love baseball. Baseball's my number one go-to. Best best sport out there, honestly. I would disagree, but we'll we'll save that conversation oh, yeah. for another, another day. Another time, another time. Don't want to get too heated on uh, episode one. <laughs> All right, so we'll give you guys a quick background, uh, you know, who we are, what we like, what teams, sports, athletes, everything like that. So, All right. Mike, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. I'll start it off. Um, like I said, my name is Michael Burke. Uh, I come from Wethersfield, Connecticut. I uh, went to school for sports management at St. John's, just graduated from there. Um, hopefully I'll be back for grad school, but we're going to get into, we're gonna, let's get into the actual show. Let's see. Um, first topic we're going to be talking about is favorite sports. So like you guys heard before, I'm a baseball guy. Absolutely love baseball. Um, basketball will be my number two. Football's number three. After that, I really don't know. I'm not a big soccer or hockey guy. Never really watched golf. Um, it's a shame. Yeah. I mean, maybe when I'm like 60, I'll watch golf. Seems like a lot of that's pretty popular with like six year old men, but we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. I'll let that one slide. All right, all right, all right. Favorite teams. All right, favorite teams. I'm a Boston guy. Love the city of champions. Absolutely love the Boston Red Sox, Boston Celtics, uh, New England Patriots. Tom Brady's the goat. I don't care what you say. Joe Montana five and zero. Okay, don't matter. Tom Brady is the goat. So that's going to transition us into favorite athletes, and I'm going to say one of my favorite athletes is, you guessed it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is my... Who's right. <laughs> Tom Brady's my guy. I'm going to throw in a little bit of Bo Jackson, too. I love Bo Jackson. Man's a savage, physical specimen, so good at like pretty much everything he did. All-star in baseball, all-star in football. I watched the 30 for 30 on him. He's getting himself into archery now. That's pretty cool. Keeping himself sharp. So... Those are my favorite athletes. All right, wow. Actually, you know what? And I'll, I'll, I'll include my favorite Red Sox, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is my guy. Well, current guy. Current guy. And okay. he's a good bowler, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't he know was that. On the, he was on the uh, professional bowling tour. <clears throat> Has he uh, competed in the Chameleon Open? I'm actually not sure what that is. <laughs> it's one of the majors of uh, Professional Bowling Association. Oh, okay. We might be covering it. Yeah, we might. We actually might be there live. Yep. Wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you went you went old school with Bo Jackson. I didn't uh, I didn't know we were doing that. I was keeping it current, but I'll see if I can slide one in there. You know. All right. All right. So similar to Burke, I just graduated uh, college, High Point University. Shout out to North Carolina. Um, favorite sports for me, it's easily basketball. Uh, like we were talking about before the show started. You know, at, as a five six white guy growing up, that's just naturally what you get into, what you play. It's just the way society has branded me. You know? <laughs> uh, they made me who I am. Uh, second favorite sport got to be football. Maybe my favorite to watch, even though basketball is my most favorite to oh, play. Football is fantastic to watch. Absolutely. Playoff football, I don't think anything beats it. Super Bowl, biggest event of the year. Oh, people that aren't even football fans are watching it. Absolutely. And after that, I'm a big, big skiing guy, big golf guy. Uh, mess with soccer a little bit. Yep. So, you know, we might touch on a few of those subjects every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Shout out some big performances. But, uh, Definitely. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, favorite teams. I'm not a big Boston guy like Burke. I am <laughs> a Patriots guy. <laughs> big right. Patriots fan. You know, because they encompass all of New England. Connecticut's right, in exactly. New England. Connecticut's New England. You know, that's the way that's the way these things work. Could have been in Hartford. Could have been. Could have been. You know, maybe maybe in a few years, if we raise the capital, we move the team, become owners. Yeah. 
let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves though. Robert Kraft, I'm coming for you. Yeah, and the mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, favorite NBA team, LA Clippers. I won't get into how I became an LA Clippers fan, but just a lot of my favorite players congregated there. Love their style of play. Yep. And that leads me into my favorite athlete, Chris Paul. So, oh, yeah. one of the reasons I'm a huge Clippers fan. Mm-hmm. All that could be changing this year. We don't know what the uh, free agency landscape is going to bring. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, baby. Denver Nuggets. This guy. This guy's talking crazy. <laughs> um, stay put, Chris. I know you're listening. Stay put. <laughs> Go to Denver, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, favorite athletes, Tom Brady, easy. Uh, for every reason that Burke mentions, you know, it's a pretty clear-cut one. If you're a Patriots fan, you know he's a GOAT. Adrian Peterson, also a big fan of him. Yep. Favorite running back of all time. Just he the way he runs, I think he's the modern-day Bo Jackson. N- I, the modern-day Bo because, Jackson. No way, because Bo Jackson was the type of running back that would run through you. I don't. Oh, you don't think Adrian Peterson's running through people? He is, but not to look the extent. Up, look up on YouTube when he... Put 250 up on the Cleveland Browns, rushing yards, that is. Oh, wow. The Cleveland he ran, no, he ran over some people. All right, I'll look it up. I will. If Bo Jackson was playing middle linebacker, he'd run him over. No way. <laughs> Bo Jackson all right, would all right. him <laughs> Maybe I'm talking a little wild, but Adrian Peterson, huge fan. Uh, maybe maybe stop disappointing your children in such public manner. But uh, <laughs> Besides that, I'm a huge fan of your game on the field. <laughs> on the field, definitely. All right, so that's uh, hope you guys know a little bit more about the the hosts here, yep. and what we're going to be bringing to you guys. So let's get into the the content for episode one. Sounds good. Okay, so our first topic of debate: the NBA Finals. Obviously, just finished up last yeah. week. Golden State over Cleveland in five. Wasn't a super competitive series. It was fun to watch. Hate Golden State. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, there we go. We got some strong opinions out oh, the yeah. gate. Um, we also both. Wanted to address the Kevin Love situation in Cleveland. So, Burke, your initial thoughts on him I, and the Cavs? I don't know what Kevin Love is really doing, man. Uh, he, one thing that we both noticed was his field goal percentage, and he shot about around thirty nine percent for uh, the entire series. And like, you're a big as man, a big man. man. You're a big mm-hmm. man. I understand that he's meant to like stretch the floor and stuff, which he kind of did because he shot the same as LeBron from three, yep. thirty eight. He should be better than LeBron, though. He's a better shooter. How can you like? I don't understand how you shoot from the field the same what you shoot from the three. Like, did he take no shots under the rim? Because that is a problem, I think. If you have Kevin Love and you got someone like Draymond Green guarding him, he needs to be able to bully him in the post. You need that big man presence, but that he doesn't bring that to the Cavs. Yep. He really and doesn't. He, he's soft. He even got squared up with Clay Thompson on the block a few times, and he couldn't move him. It's Clay crazy. Thompson was, couldn't would not let him in the paint. Yeah, he's got to be four inches taller than him. Maybe maybe not quite that much, but he's definitely got weight on him. And he's he's supposed to bang down low. That's what he did in Minnesota. And he could not get that done for the Cavs in the series. And I think that was one of the reasons they just couldn't keep up. I think he should not even be on the Cavs next year. I see. That, I think that they should, they should make a major change. Obviously, they, they got to the finals. The East, yeah. is, the East is weaker than the West. They got to the finals, and they they were pretty much swept. Like, Golden State was like, you know what? We want to win in the Bay. Let them do whatever <laughs> they want. Don't play defense. For, I don't know. Uh, that's what happened. I, but it's like a gentleman sweep, you know? Gentleman sweep, yep. That's but how like, a lot of people described it. Yeah, but it's just like Kevin Love needs to be gone. I don't like him on the Cavs. Bring Melo in. Do it. Melo's not going to really help you, like, I mean, bang on the block and stuff, but 
He can post people up. He's going to be more finesse in the post. Much better, uh, much better isolation player. Much better isolation Mal- player. And, 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 and a three-point shooter. And that's what they need. They yeah. need those people to spread the floor for LeBron and Kyrie to get to the rim. So I would really want to see yep. Melo in, in a Cavs uniform next year. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't make a big move. I mean, if it's the same group going back to the finals again next year, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be that confident in that locker room, knowing what happened last year, knowing they got Kevin Durant. Yeah. They barely beat him without Kevin Durant. Right. Barely. Yeah. And now they pretty much, you know, got run out of town yep. this year. So if a big change doesn't happen, I would be surprised. So let's talk about, obviously, LeBron James is the biggest figure in this series. He's the biggest figure in basketball right now. Oh, yeah. And everyone's talking about, Will he catch Michael? Can he be the greatest of all time? Does a 3-5 and five NBA Finals record hurt him? Your thoughts? I don't think it hurts him because I don't see him as the GOAT anyway. I think Michael okay. Jordan is clearly the number one. But I also think that when you look at LeBron James being 3-5 and five in the Finals, you got to give him a little bit of slack because that first one he went to, he wasn't going to win that. Yeah, no chance. No he chance. wasn't going to win that. The One of the ones I really think, like, all right, you should have won that was when his first year in Miami, he's like, oh, we're not going to, not one, not two, yeah. not seven. Like, okay, and then you go and you lose to the Mavs. And he did not show up at all. Fourth quarter, no fourth quarter. Everybody was talking about it. Oh, LeBron's got no fourth quarter, all this stuff. Like, And then, I mean, it might have been because he had first gotten to that stage with an actual good team. He just didn't know how to close. But if you're going to be the greatest player of all time, you need to be yeah, the greatest closer. you got to be there. I don't know what was going on with him in that series. But also talking about that 07 finals when he got swept by the Spurs, he had a terrible team around him. Oh, yeah. I don't want to disrespect the guys on that team, but they're not built to make it to the finals. No. So him beating the Detroit Pistons that in was, the Eastern Conference that Finals that year, that I think might be one of the biggest accomplishments of his career. And he gets knocked for it because he lost in the finals. So he that's, was so that's young, too. So like, Yeah, he was like 22. Yeah, that's so. wild. I think that's incredible, but honestly, I feel like the Mavs loss and then the uh, one of the Spurs again. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, that was a that Spurs team was also a very good team, though. Very good. But I also feel like Miami should have won that series. You know who they they have like they had like Tony Parker, Manu. They still had Duncan then. Kawhi. Kawhi. That was kind of his breakout when he won the Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean. But like the Miami had Ray Allen, they had obviously their big three. They, they were two-time defending world yeah. champions. I mean, it's hard to win three in a row. Definitely, super hard to win three in a row. And like, you look at someone like LeBron James, who has been to like the seven past like uh, NBA Finals. This man's playing more basketball than anyone else on the face of the earth. Oh yeah, and I, I think people forget, or maybe they just don't realize that this stats he's putting up for his career, he's legitimately going to be a top two scorer in NBA oh, yeah. history. He's already has the most points in playoff history. So he's the greatest playoff scorer. He's going to be two or one regular season scoring. He's going to be top 15 maybe in assists. Top 20. Somewhere around there. He already has more assists and rebounds than Michael Jordan. Yep. Um, you know, I think people forget those all-time stats. But at the end of his career, which may be Four years, six years, seven years, who knows? The guy's a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, when he does finish up, though, and people see the career he put together, I don't think the three and five finals record is going to come up as much. I feel like if he wins a couple more, say the Cavs really do some retooling and they get rid of Love 
They bring in somebody like Melo. LeBron James is like, listen, my net worth right now is like $300 million, $340 million. Like, okay, Cleveland, pay me $5 million to play basketball and then go use that extra money and bring my boy D-Wade over here because I know that he's thinking about his opt-out over there in Chicago. Yep. Wanna, running, having a starting lineup of Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and then all right, Tristan Thompson. But that would be— Shout-out to Chloe. Shout-out to Chloe. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope she doesn't ruin him, honestly. I like Tristan Thompson. He's a banger. He works hard. I just really hope Chloe doesn't mess up his life. Stay away from the Coke. Stay away from the Coke, please. Don't end up like Lamar Odom. Great advice for actually all of our listeners. All of you stay away from like the Chris Paul, who I know is watching. <laughs> um, stay in stay in LA, Chris. Trust me. Denver dude. Although you know what I'm, you know what I'm thinking. This is kind of a wild theory, but Let's you were saying it. LeBron takes a pay cut, right? Yeah. Most of the time, that is seen as a positive. That's the guy being a team player. Yeah, exactly. Wanting to bring you know new talent, sacrificing himself for the betterment of the team. Yeah. I feel like if LeBron does that. It might be the next step of creating super teams. People are going to see it that way. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's going to take a pay cut, which is usually positive. They're going to swing it as a negative yeah. and say now he can make a team with five, six superstars, and he's going to be the one that starts that. And I'm yeah. worried because it's not fair for people to do that to him. But LeBron James, that's I'm worried that that might happen. I mean, he really did. He's the one that started super teams. I don't agree with him saying after the finals that he's never been a part of one. You yeah, tell me that Miami was not a super team. Get out of yep. here. Now, that, that doesn't make any sense. And like uh, Draymond Green called him out for it and said, it, like, you started this, bro. Although his clapback was incredible. You saw that? No, I didn't. What did he say? Oh, yeah, because Draymond called him out. He said, you know, you made the super teams during the finals parade. Yeah, yeah. And LeBron came back, and he said, listen, if on the greatest day of your life, as you're celebrating a championship, my name and my likeness is uh, in your head, I'm happy about that. Exactly. That's That he's was a good. pretty good comeback. Oh, yeah. I like that out of LeBron. Oh, yeah. He doesn't use that attitude that often. He's usually pretty reserved. I mean, well, like, you're he's LeBron James, too. So, like, people think basketball. LeBron James is going to be not far behind that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, uh, he honestly really should take that pay cut, I think. And really, and really, like, and now it's not about the money for him. It can't be about the money for no, him. No, no. He's got plenty of money. His he's kids got a billion-dollar deal from Nike, set. doesn't he? Yeah, a billion. It's crazy. So like, dude, like you're not you're barely making any money from your salary compared to what you have. So you might as well be like, "All right, fine. Like instead of making 30 mil, give me 5 and then use that 25 to go get me some people that I don't have Iman Shumpert and JR Smith chucking up threes whenever they get the ball. I want to be able to have somebody that I can play with and someone that's going to put me in the position to win because right now that's what he should be thinking about. If he's thinking about his own legacy as well, he needs to win. I agree, but there's, I can't see him taking a pay cut. It's just not a common thing in the Dirk NBA. Dirk did it. Dirk did it. Dirk did it, but that's... Tom Brady does it like every year. Football is different. A lot of guys do it in football. Yeah. I just don't see that happening in the NBA. I mean... But I don't think it's a bad run, idea. Man. I don't think it's a bad idea, yeah. but really I haven't heard that on the table. I've actually heard rumors, people saying he might want to get out of Cleveland. Which I don't think he will. I don't think he should. Not after this I think this that's year. pretty, pretty outrageous rumor. But you know, it's out there that he might want to go to L.A. He might want to, you know, head somewhere else and just start new. You know, build a new team to compete with these Warriors. But I would say, like, 
LeBron James is getting up there in age. What is he like 31, 32 now? Yeah, I think he's I 32. Think. So he he's still he's still like in his prime though. I would still say LeBron James is still in his prime, and I would say while you're in your prime, stay with Cleveland, and then when you get a little bit older, maybe you're 35, go to go to LA. Yep. You know, and then play he can with make CP3 play with all those people that you wanted to play with with the banana boat, with the banana boat. <laughs> so, and then he can make those super teams that he was referencing. He was trying to put the start of the super teams on the Rockets when they had Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon. He tried to throw it on another team too. I can't. I mean, you could throw it on Boston too, though. Because Boston, Ray but, Allen, Paul but Pierce, even KG, then, Rondo. But even then, most of these guys weren't in their primes. They were still great players. No, Boston yeah. was close to their primes, but not not quite there. They were a few years removed. That 07 team, man. Yeah, it's a great team. I love, if I ever played 2K, <laughs> like 2K, um, whatever, what was it? The 2K7 or whatever? Well, 08, 08 was when they won the title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rondo, Rondo was great <laughs> for them, too. Like, and he was like, he was like the 22nd overall pick or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, just another example of the Celtics making... Great front office decisions. Oh, like so, they always have pretty much. Like they've robbed the Nets blind. <laughs> <laughs> They're still getting robbed. Oh, yeah. But anyway, let's move on to Kevin Durant. Yeah, who is also right behind LeBron. Maybe the biggest story in yep. the NBA for the past year, since he made the switch from Oklahoma City to Golden State. He got a lot of hate, oh. not a lot of love. A lot of people dislike the decision. Awful decision. There you go. Absolutely awful decision. <clears throat> we got in house. I mean. I mean for him personally, like yeah, you went to Golden State, you won a ring, that's great, but all these fans now are looking at you like you're just contributing to what's bad in the NBA. Because back in 2012, I saw a thing about how he tweeted about like LeBron James going to Miami. He's like, oh, we need to keep competitive. Like we we should want to be like competing against each other. And then he just switches on himself and goes, oh, I'm gonna go to Golden State. I'm gonna join the winningest team ever. Yeah, as like. I would say the second best player in the world. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Like, come on, man. If you want to be competitive, go to Boston. Go to San Antonio. <laughs> stay in Oklahoma City. Like, I know he had those options, but after watching him play in the finals, I don't hate it as much as I did last summer. Because he didn't, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't go to Golden State and ride the coattails. No, he didn't. he didn't. He led that team. He, he came in team. From, from the first week of the season. Most people could see and agree he was the best player on that team. He oh, was the leader. Definitely. And also, they just fit his playing style so well. They they have a great system. They have an absolutely great system. And he they fits trust perfectly each other. into it. Yeah, they trust each other with the ball. They move the ball. They all play hard on defense. They hustle. Like Credit to Golden State. Lights out as much shooters. As, yeah, as much as I don't like Golden State, they do have a great system. Steve Kerr's a great coach. It's just Even though he didn't coach most of the season. Even though he didn't coach most of the season. <laughs> Biggest advice oh. from Steve Kerr is don't get back surgery if you have a back problem, is yeah. what he said. That's true. Also, I want to shout out Mark Jackson. Oh, man. Who got fired in the next three years, <laughs> commented live as the Warriors were going to the finals every year. And, and he like, was a coach. He should have been there. He's the one that, like, drafted a lot. <laughs> he drafted all of them. I know Steve Kerr implemented the system, changed things around. But, I mean, I, it just, I just feel bad yeah. for Mark Jackson. You know, maybe he's happy with the position he's in. I'm sure he's happy for all the guys. Yeah, he's well, probably still close with happy. them. But, yeah. I mean, can you imagine the position he could have been in? Oh yeah. And you know, now it's Steve Kerr. But, yeah, but either way, I still don't. I just I don't. I don't respect the the decision Durant made. 
I feel like it was just like a cop out. Yeah, I want a ring, so I'm gonna get it the easiest way possible. I mean, he did earn it the way he, he did played. earn it though. That's the he thing. did earn it the way he played, but it was like, it's like, you're on the best team. You earned yeah. it, but to an extent, how much did he earn it? When you've got Clay Thompson on your right and Steph Curry on your left, you take one dribble, get by your person. As soon as that defense collapses, you pass into like the best three point shooters in the mm-hmm. league. Or you're taking it to the rim because you're seven feet tall and you can just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> List that six eight. There's no way he's six eight. Oh, Look I know. Guy. Oh, I know. He's he's a seven footer, but he's got no he neck. He himself as six eight. You ever watch him? He's got no neck. No Kevin neck. Durant has no neck. Next time you're watching a game and you see him or anything, when he's talking of like his shoulders, it goes like head shoulders. <laughs> like there is no neck there. It is so weird. But all right, now we're getting a little personal. <laughs> we're getting a little personal here. I just don't like. We're not I trying to roast the guy. Yeah, I mean. Whatever. He has a ring. I don't care yeah. if he gets roasted. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure now he'll re-up with the Warriors. They'll be back for the next four years. Yeah. You know, I'm not happy about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he was the one that won it. If Steph Curry won the finals MVP this year, or anybody else. <laughs> Iguodala. It would have looked, oh, if Iguodala won it, it would have looked really bad what? for Kevin Durant. Oh, really so bad. bad. But, like, look at his stats, man. They're right here in front of us. Like, the 47, 47% from three. That's ridiculous. 93 from the line, 56 from the field. Like, rebounds, 42 rebounds. That's 40, 50, 90 right there. He did. He did. He led that team. Good for him. Just. Now I kind of wish, all right, you did your thing. Now go back and, you know, win one for your city or, you know, by yourself. Not by yourself. You know, you can have a a co-star, just maybe not four of them. Yeah. And then, like, oh, I just saw here, like, look at Steph Curry. 26.8 points. Eight rebounds, nine point four assists. Yeah, quietest NBA finals performance all time. Imagine if if KD wasn't there and they got back to the finals. Do you think that we could have had a finals performance where you had a player on each team average a triple double? Because Steph Curry was pretty damn close. He was close. I don't think Durant was keeping him from getting those rebounds though. Not the rebounds, but (laughs) it's just it's maybe phenomenal. Yeah, it would have been it would have been cool to see. Yeah, triple double from LeBron. Obviously, another great year. Kevin, we just come to expect it, you know. <laughs> but I still like next next question. Then we got like, are the Warriors the greatest team ever? This one that just happened. This one that just won the finals by easily gentlemen sweeping the best player in the world. As a single year team, they got to be in the conversation. I I would say they are. As a, as a dynasty, not yet. Yeah, you they know, still got some work to do. Durant just got there. Yeah. If if they keep this up for another few years, they could be considered one of the greatest dynasties ever. But as a single-year team, they're close. What keeps me from saying they are is their road to the finals was significantly easier than some other great teams. There, It was a little bit easier, but the way that they just destroyed everyone. But you cannot forget that the Spurs didn't have Kawhi. And when they did, they were up 30 in Game 1 on Golden State. Yeah, no, that is. I can't. That is I can't forget big. that. That, is that series big, yes. has to at least six, maybe seven, if yeah. Kawhi's healthy. The Spurs right now are definitely the biggest threat to the Warriors, and I feel like if they do a little bit of retooling themselves, like I, they need a point guard. Tony Parker's on his way out. They need a point guard. They have Lamarcus already. We'll see how long he sticks around there, and they have Kawhi. I think if they did a little bit of retooling themselves, they could very well end up in the finals next year. They're definitely the second best team in the West. Yes, easily. We don't know what's happening with the Clippers 
Or the Rockets. The Rockets, I know. Or the Rockets. And the Rockets, I don't trust that. Chris Paul? I don't trust that gonna visit the Rockets, I heard. That sounds like a terrible fit. Yeah, I don't think it's a good fit either because James How are you going to have two ball-dominant yeah, guys? I know. It James Harden's sense. a good point guard for them, honestly. That was, a, yeah. that was a good move by Mike D'Antoni. They have a perfect system set up. I don't yeah. know if it's good enough to make it to the finals or even the Western Conference finals, but I don't think you can do better. They got young talent, too. Yeah. Clint so. Capella is nice, <laughs> athletic, good at defense, rebounding. Led, a little bit more of a led my fantasy game, team. Led the fantasy team. An incredible <laughs> late round draft pick. Oh yeah, but everybody hated. Who everybody said ring. wasn't. A, who ended with the ring? You you had the ring. I had the ring. We both got I two got, though. So. Yeah, we both got two. We have we play <clears throat> fantasy basketball with our with our group of friends, and if it's just me and him dominating it, that's why we're yeah, the ones yeah. on this. Podcast. We're we're like <laughs> the Warriors. We're literally the Warriors and the Cavs. Definitely of the uh, fantasy sports leagues. Definitely. So. And maybe we'll make one and uh, get some dedicated listeners in. Oh, definitely. That'd be cool. We got, you, some, we got some listeners. Pretty we'll, intense. We'll we'll come up with some uh, like contact information and stuff. You know. Yeah, we'll see later. What we do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Wait. So real quick. Yeah. Were you saying the Warriors are the greatest team ever, or they're just in the conversation? I I think they might be this last ah. one. I think they might be, man. I don't know. Like ninety six Bulls. Dude, I, the Warriors would beat them. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Dude, they're they are so but, ridiculous. And I heard I heard a few people make this point though. That the Warriors might beat the Bulls now, which I don't think that they would. Because Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, they're locking up guys on their team. That is true. They're locking them up. It also depends on the rules they play by, but I don't want to get too far into that. But I heard one guy make a good point where a lot of people consider Jesse Owens the greatest sprinter of all time, right? Yeah. He wouldn't make it to the US trials this year exactly his times wouldn't compete so it's it's more about what you did against the competition that was in front of you the greatest of your era did you separate yourself from all the other teams around you all your peers the warriors did the warriors did but i don't know if they did it to the extent of other teams dude they 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 really i think they let the Cavs win in, in no in game four they're like let's just win in the bay they really could have no. went they could have they could have had a perfect postseason record they, you don't think they wanted to they did not throw game care. four. They did not dude, throw I, game dude, four. If I'm if I'm on that team, no I'm like way. I'm like, dude, let them win, because no. first of all, I think there might be more behind. You it. see how many three point shots the Cavs made? You don't accidentally or like let people make contested no. threes. No, obviously the Cavs had to earn it a little bit, but I feel like once they realized it was like, all right, whatever. They were trying to come back. Durant was oh, leading that, that team back because that would have been a crazy comeback too. Like if yeah. you if if a team comes out. Scores the most points ever in the 49. first quarter, and then they lose. Oh my god! <laughs> then then LeBron James. All right, we're talking about something else. Like LeBron, how can you not keep yeah. that lead? Kyrie, what, what are the, you doing? Kind of similar. Game three, he lost that lead. That uh, that oh, that that three that from, counts from against him more than the three and five for me. Yeah, letting your team lose game three when you're up that much. And that's you said to get huge. one bucket in the game. That's over. huge because one say, stop couldn't do it. Yeah, because if you say they win game three and they go on to win game four. Exactly, it's a new series. Now they'd be coming home Best for game six, like tonight or something yeah. like that. And who knows if they win that, then they go back to game seven. But that three from Kevin Durant in that game at the end of the game was just yep. oh my god! As soon as he hit that, I was like, it's over. Yeah, that it's was over. a series. When he yeah. hit that, that was a series. So, but. All right, well, let's move on. Yeah. We'll get into a little off-season talk coming up next. Uh, a few theories. I think my guy, uh, he's like a young Danny Ainge. Oh, man. He's got a plan for the I Celtics. I got some schemes, man. And he wants you to hear it. So uh, <laughs> we'll get into that in just a second. 
Okay, so moving on from NBA Finals talk, let's get into a little off-season stuff. Looking forward to this 2017-2018 season. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, my guy is a big Boston fan. Thinks he was raised there, even though he's from Connecticut. I'm the and northern part of Connecticut, so closer to closer to Boston than New York, so. Yeah, sure, but, you know, you're not even a mask guy, you know. <laughs> but I'll let it slide. Anyway, he's a huge Celtics fan, and, uh, you know, he's got the inside track. He knows what the Celtics should do and what they I will do. do. I do. All right. So, being as a Boston Celtic fan, um, I'm also a huge Gordon Hayward fan. He's, like, my favorite player in the NBA. Um, and he has that connection. Is it because of the hair? It is because of the hair. He copied my hairstyle, if anybody was wondering about that. Like, I like literally, like, got my hair cut like that, and then the next season he's rocking it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I should have copyrighted it, but it's all right. Yeah. But, so, he's got that connection with Brad Stevens. He's known him since high school. He coached him at Butler. They went to the national championship together. They ended up losing, but if Hayward had made that shot, that would have been crazy. Greatest shot in college basketball history. Oh, yeah. That would have been crazy. But I feel like now is the time for him to capitalize and be like, hey, Call up Brad Stevens and be like, hey, bro, like, I know we lost a national championship together, but let's win a finals together. And he would be a perfect fit for Boston. They need another scorer. They need someone that they can have the ball in, their hand, ball in his hands. He can make the right decisions. He's athletic. He can play defense. He's exactly what they need. And luckily for them, they have about $20 million, a little bit more than that, in cap space for next year. That's perfect amount of money for Gordon Hayward. Sign him. Have Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, your pick, Hayward, Al Horford, and you're you're really starting to cook something up there. Scenario number two. I'm thinking go. Jimmy Butler is on his way to Boston. This has been talked about for so long. I was waiting for this at the trade deadline. I really wanted it. His contract fits in with the amount of cap space they also have. And they could be making a trade. There are rumors about them trading down for the third overall pick with the with the Sixers to get more picks. So it would be like they would get the third overall pick. They would get like the Sixers pick next year. Um, there was a talk of like a three-team trade involving the Bulls where Jalil Okafor would end up going to the Bulls um, along with those. And then the picks um, along with the picks would go to the Bulls. Um, but I really see Jimmy Butler as a good fit for Boston as well. Because they need one of those people, like I said before, that can have the ball in their hands, create their own shot. He's 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 a long like two guard, got good size. You know Isaiah Thomas needs some help. He can't do it all himself. He's a little man. He's like the little man that could, but he yeah, can't do it all. He's himself. my guy. He's he's Isaiah's awesome. my guy. Cause he's he, phenomenal. He's small, just like I am. You gotta learn to play with the big guys. Oh yeah. You know, and he's done. He proved it this year. He's a legitimate MVP candidate. Yep. Almost thirty points per game. Did. Well, we saw it. We saw it in the playoffs. Yeah, that you know when tell. when they played Cleveland, and he got trapped in the high pick and roll. He just couldn't pass over him. He couldn't shoot over him, and he really struggled. And I'm worried that people are going to see that and use that as a formula of success to beat them. And if they don't have another go-to scorer, they're mm-hmm. in trouble. Where if they get Hayward, if they get Butler, they're in a much better position. In my oh yes. Yeah. And I also see. As much as I like Avery Bradley, I like his style of play. I like how he's on, on the defensive end. He's becoming a better shooter. He's really good at, at slashing to the rim. He's he's about to be on his last year of his contract, right? He's making a little bit less than $9 million. 
So this is the greatest scheme that I could possibly think of is if Hayward and Butler ended up in Boston, they would have some major work to do. Like Boston would have to get rid of Avery. That takes $9 million off because you only have enough cap space. Is that even one. being spoken about? Is that legitimately possible or no? If if like they if they're like make the cap space, they'd have to like do it themselves because they only have enough money for one max contract. Yeah. So and currently Jimmy Butler is on a max contract with with, with Chicago. So Avery Bradley's in his last in his last um, year. He's making nine mil. Tyler Zeller is making eight million. Oh, you got to on his him. last year. You got to clear him. Jake Crowder making seven mil. You know, so it it would be possible. As to where you could sign Hayward, use up that space, and then in order to get a Jimmy Butler, you would have to trade Avery Bradley. You would have to trade Jay Crowder, and you'd also have to clear even more cap space. Maybe include, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Chicago would want Tyler Zeller, but you really need to, like, move a lot of cap space. So, I mean, that's a, a little bit of a stretch, but if they ever did end up having Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler, Gordon Hayward... Al Horford, and then throw whoever the hell you want at center. Um, that would be crazy. But Kelly Olynyk, Kelly Olynyk, Kelly Olynyk's um, restricted free agent. Oh, is he? Yes. They won't match that, will they? I don't know. I I, I think I they're like willing to let that. him walk. I think honestly, some garbage team like the Nets is going to throw him a huge contract. Yeah, and they'll have no choice. There's no <laughs> way they'll sign that. Just like they did with Jeremy Lin. But uh, <laughs> Kelly Olynyk. I like him. I I just think that he's a little awkward. I mean, I mean, he's a lot of awkward. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Watching that honest. guy play is like, has he like, he looks like a baby baby deer trying to walk for the first time. It's so <laughs> weird looking. It's like you're, you're supposed to be coordinated as a basketball. Yeah, his three player. point jumper is wet though. It is. That's what he, he's white. <laughs> yeah, I he's guess. a white guy. He should shoot threes. Yes, that's true. But I mean, so what do you think? What are some scenarios that you think that you could see happening during this offseason? What about let's ask let me ask you about your team. What do you think your uh your Clippers might do? Man, the Clips, it's it's gonna be a revolving door this summer. I have no idea what's gonna happen. They re upped a few years ago when they kept DeAndre Jordan. Yep. And, you know, they tried to bring in veterans like Paul Pierce. They brought in Mba Mute, who's, you know, not much of a stud, defense, but just defense. You know, they were trying to plug that three spot. And it just hasn't worked for them. And it's a shame because a lot of it's been injuries. Yep. You know, they neither Chris Paul Blake or Blake Griffin. Griffin has been healthy for a full year. Blake Griffin's so unreliable. Especially not the postseason. And uh, Blake's skills have also, it seems like they've deteriorated. He's just not as aggressive, comfortable. I don't know what's going on. He just seems mad when he plays now. <laughs> um, but they're both restricted free agents. Yep. I'm sorry, they're... They they have player options. They're yeah. not restricted free agents. Player yeah. options. Yeah. So if they choose to do so, they can become free agents this year and leave L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rumors are saying Blake Griffin's out. I think he's out. He's not coming back. He's not. And and Chris, I know you're listening, <laughs> and uh, we need you to stay. We can bring in a player like Melo maybe in the coming years, Paul George maybe. You know, he's an L.A. guy. Oh, he's going to the Lakers, man. Nah, I'm telling you, if we could get Paul George on that team, that would be nice. You know, so just Chris sign a contract, maybe That's a short, safe. maybe a short one. Well, actually, no. Take you know what, get your money, Chris. Listen to me. I know you're in those State Farm commercials, and you got that great insurance, but you got to get your money because you never know what will happen in life. 
Um, he doesn't have the luxury of having a three hundred forty uh, yeah. million dollar net worth as LeBron James. I mean, he is still exactly. a rich man, but <laughs> yeah. So get your money, stay in L.A., and I'm telling you, they'll build around you. They just brought in Jerry West, actually, as a that advisor. Is big. That is big. So Doc's not running the whole show, Yep. which he has recently, and uh, honestly, it's been disappointing. I think he's a better coach than he's a GM. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'll be good to have Jerry West there. If Blake leaves... Oh, he is. Blake, I love you, but I- I've gotten to the point where I'm not upset. If he could end off. up in Boston. Say, Man, say this guy thinks everyone's going to Boston. No, but because they have, they are like one of the most attractive free agent like spots right now, and they have the money to sign somebody. So say Hayward, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City would be a great fit as well. I would love to He's see him from in that Oklahoma area. City. That's he he played. I mean, Russ, I feel like could be. That's probably partners. the most realistic is him going to OKC, and like that would be huge. Imagine. I couldn't imagine OKC like with Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo. They already have a deep front court though. They yeah, do. Taj Gibson. Getting, the Taj Gibson's probably Ines Cantor. Taj Gibson's leaving. Who uh, you know the Turkish government's after Ines Cantor. I know. What the heck is he doing? What? He's like seeking asylum in a, in the great nation of the USA right now. Oh, is that, isn't it like over something like terrorism or something? I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of a part of like a anarchy group over there <laughs> that's like very against the president. Yeah, and hey, hey, if you guys think that people are against Trump in this country, oh, go man. to Turkey, go hang out with Inez Cantor's crew over there. <laughs> All right, the Inez government's Cantor. coming for his head right now. Yeah, and uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder paying him is actually saving his life. So yeah, I think Taj Gibson is on his way out, and especially if they got Blake Griffin, that what would be Sabonis? exciting. Sabonis is a young guy. He's good. I think he would be like he's their center. Center. Okay. He's their center, and you have what about Stephen Adams though. He's also their center. Sabonis <laughs> <laughs> so should be like off the bench. He center. is off the bench. Okay. He's off the he's bench. He's like a center. six man. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good um, backup big man. That's why you don't need Taj Gibson, especially if you bring in Blake Griffin. But seeing Russ and, and Blake Griffin play together would be so fun. That would be so cool because he can just get to the rim whenever he wants. And Blake Griffin's the type of player as to where he knows where to be in the right spot. Like looking at Lob City, all the different like plays they used to run for that. I think it would be. Sure. I think it would be a better version of Chris Paul and him because I believe Russell that's Westbrook. disrespectful. I'm going to cut you off right there. I'm going to cut <laughs> you off right there. Russ is better than CP3. I'm sorry. He's a better player, but he's yes. not a better passer. He's not a better playmaker. I agree with that, but I so. feel like his athleticism makes plays for himself. Like he's just so sure. Like, he's but so like you explosive. just said right there, he makes plays for himself. Yeah, he gets other teammates involved, but that's just yeah, well, uh, he yeah. runs full force and then just drops it off. To well, because who's he d- dropping it off to? Sabonis. Steven Adams? Steven they Adams. ran a pretty good pick and roll this year. Steven Adams. Cantor's is a score. Cantor is nice, but he is like a liability on defense. You might as well just like leave him underneath the hoop, just cherry pick all the time, because he honestly doesn't do anything on defense. You don't even need him. <laughs> just go f- just go 4v5, <laughs> and then if they miss a shot, just l- launch it down to Inez and let him fucking dunk it. Like <laughs> You heard it here first, the evolution of basketball. Leave, <laughs> right? leave one guy on the other side leave of the court. Leave one guy on the other side of the court. The pace of the game would be incredible. Oh man, we would see some crazy scoring. Okay, but back to your uh you're talking about this trade with the Sixers, Sixers and the yeah. Celtics and the draft picks moving around. So everybody thought Markel Fultz was a lock to go one. Yeah. And now it seems like maybe the Celtics aren't that interested in him. I mean if they're looking to trade down. So what do you think about the draft order coming up? Well, see I think the thing with the Celtics is is they are pretty guard heavy. You know, obviously Absolutely. you have Isaiah Thomas and you're not going to let Isaiah Thomas go. He's got one more year, uh, year on his deal. 
you're going to want to keep him. You're going to want to make sure you have the cap space to keep him. So that's your point guard. You don't need to go out and draft a Markel Fultz. He's your point guard. You also have Marcus Smart, who, I mean, he's still developing. He still has a ways to go. I, I feel like a lot of times he doesn't feel that comfortable on offense, but he's a great defensive player. He does. He's like an intangible guy who just like, you know, he's the, like the soul of the team, like a Draymond yeah. is for Golden State. You also have, like, uh, Terry Rozier. He's a really good young guard, really really fast, really explosive. So, you know, guard is not really the position you need. So then you want to look out somewhere else. So if you if you aren't going to take – first pick, they could take Josh Jackson. They don't have to trade the first pick. They yeah, could take sure. Josh Jackson. I would say take Josh Jackson. Um, I mean, you do have Jay Crowder and, like – He's not the answer, though. With he's three. not the answer. He's not the answer. He's more of, like, a, he's, a, he's a role player, but – He's a 3 and D guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that's – Good I, rotation player. Yeah, exactly. But you could go with the argument to take faults because you could put him at shooting guard when Bradley's gone. Sure. But I think Jalen Brown, don't sleep on Jalen Brown. If you paired Jalen Brown and Josh Jackson in your starting in your starting lineup, that would be a crazy like athletic like that would be so ridiculous. Like that is something that like that's what you see the NBA turning into is just like these athletic guards that are versatile, can like do pretty much everything, play defense, hustle. That would be that would be crazy. Jalen Brown, Josh Jackson, and the same starting five. Yeah, and actually speaking of Jalen Brown, yep, which is why the Celtics are so hard to predict. Last year, a lot of people thought they'd go Chris Dunn and get a point exactly. guard. No one saw Jalen Brown coming off the board number three. Yeah, but that's what they took, and it seems like it worked out fairly well. Yeah, looks like he's gonna have a good career in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Got to get better at shooting. Does he does? But that's why I think they might go really outside the box with this pick. I, I could see a guy like Jason Tatum yep. coming off the board from Duke. Cause I feel like Brown, they would trade down for that. I don't think they're going to take they Tatum first overall. Sure, sure. But if they make that trade with the Sixers, they and move down, down to three oh, yeah. and then take Tatum three. I feel like he's a good fit in the same way that you would pair Jalen Brown and a Josh Jackson. Yeah. Whereas Josh Jackson and Jalen Brown are almost the same. Mm-hmm. Not the same player, but they play a similar role. They're yeah. both small forwards. Mm-hmm. You could put Tatum at the four. And the ball handling and athleticism he provides at the four, and he's a pretty good shooter too. Yeah. Uh, if if you watched, you know March Madness or the uh, ACC tournament, mm-hmm. uh, he was really fun to watch. He really impressed me then. So that's the guy I feel like is being a little underrated. In it's the a draft. deep draft. It's a deep draft. Sure. Um, one of the biggest questions from this draft coming up is going to be who in the world is going to take on. Lonzo and Lavar Ball, and I'm gonna say <laughs> and Lavar. Le- I'm gonna it's say a and Lavar because it is a package deal. deal, and I feel like he might cause some problems. I mean, I like, I kind of like Lavar because you know he's like a, like a loud, boisterous guy. He's real confident in what he does. Kind of sounds like, like kind of sounds like who, like our president, maybe loud, boisterous guy that's super confident. <laughs> but like, well, I don't like the president, but I'm, we're not gonna talk politics here. But um, who's gonna who's gonna take on that challenge of? Lonzo Ball, I mean, he has talent. It's not like it's not a question. He's a talented kid. He's got the tools to become something special in the NBA. He's a good height, good um, you know, physique for a point guard. Yeah, a lot do of you, people compare him to Jason Kidd. Yep. Do you obviously think, a legendary point guard. Do you think the Lakers want him? I think it'd be really hard for the Lakers to pass him up. Yeah. I agree. Although what I've seen recently is he went in for a workout with LA. They said he was out of shape, right? And they, they were not impressed with him. Yeah. They didn't really like him, so they invited him back for a second workout, Yeah, which isn't very common. Yeah. You know, if, if you see a guy come in and you like what he does, you don't really need to see him do it again. 
Yeah. It's not often that guys get second looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is kind of like a, we, we wanted to take you, but you didn't impress us, so I guess we'll bring you back and hopefully you blow us away this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of the feeling I'm getting from it. Um, you know, obviously they're from the California area. I don't know how close to L.A. Yeah, I'm not Chino sure Hills that, is, yeah. but uh, you know, it seems like as a player, the Lakers have a lot of guards going on already. They do. They got D'Angelo Russell. They Jordan got Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Um, I, I mean, and, and like they have like the wing and Braden Ingram too. Like can handle the ball like a little bit. Like they have the, the Lakers have a bright future because they also have Julius Randle, who I love. I love Julius Randle. I like the way he plays. I just don't think they need that guard. I mean, and if you Maybe, commit to another one. If you one, think he's that good. Yeah. You know. Like, a lot of the drafting, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, like, you know, position-based drafting, but drafting. But I think that, honestly, it's it's talent level. Like, if you, like, why wouldn't you pick the most talented player in the draft? Because there's always trading. There's always other things that you can do. They could very well draft Alonzo Ball and then move a Jordan Clarkson or move a D'Angelo Russell to fill a position need. You don't need to fill that position need through the draft. You can, you know, draft based on the talent and then decide with who you want to keep and then try to use those pieces to fill a position. So I actually, I think that Lonzo Ball is going to end up as a Laker. I mean, there's a thing. And if he doesn't, who do they look at? I guess it all depends on what happens at the one pick, but yeah. we assume Fultz is off the board. Yeah, so Fultz would be who off the board. Who else do they look Josh at? Josh Jackson, definitely. Josh Jackson. You can't pass up Josh Jackson. They would even probably look at Tatum as well. Yeah, I mean, they're not if they're not going to take Lonzo, then they're not going to take Fox. Yeah. And they're probably not going to take Monk because those guys are somewhat yeah. uh, similar positions. So if mm-hmm. they're casting them off based on position, it's got to be Tatum or Jackson. Yeah. But then after that, like you get down... You got any sleeper picks in this draft? Uh not 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 yet. Not yet? No. <laughs> what do you think about Harry Giles? Who's Harry He's Giles? A... <laughs> Alright, well I guess we won't get too deep into Harry yeah, Giles. Don't get too deep. He's he was a Duke player. He was expected to be the number one pick in this draft when he was in high school. Yeah. He tore his knees up mm-hmm. a couple of times, didn't yeah. have a very successful freshman year at Duke. Yeah. Kind of an X factor, but two years ago, people thought he was the best player of this class. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously not going to go out as high as he once would, but he's a guy I could see. You know, maybe he just had a really unfortunate couple of years. He gets on an NBA team, gets healthy. Yeah. Well, you look gets at his feet back under him. You know, yeah. who knows what happens. You look at somebody like a like a Kyrie Irving who played what? Did he played like five games in college before he got hurt. Yep. And then was still the number one overall pick. But I mean. I don't know. I just feel like that trade with the 76ers probably is going to happen because they really yeah. like Markel Fultz, and if they don't trade up for him, they're not going to get him. But, I mean, they said they had plans before to run Ben Simmons at the point, so why would you really, like... I mean, he can't play the point all the time. No, yeah, he can't. They need a guy who can shoot from the point, too. Definitely, yeah. I think if he paired Fultz with Simmons and Embiid and a couple of the other role players they got going Darryl on there... Sarge is nice. Yeah, absolutely, Sarge. You know, they could be the looking year. at a maybe maybe not a playoff team next year, but the following year once they develop a little bit. Embiid, get trust some the chemistry. process, man. Oh, trust yeah. the process. He's incredible. That is a talent right there. Speaking of uh, Embiid, the uh, NBA awards are coming up yep. on the 26th. Yep. Uh, so we won't get too deep into that this episode. We'll give you our picks for you know Rookie of the Year if we think Embiid deserves it. No, he doesn't. Uh, MVP, Sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year. Yeah. 
all that stuff uh, will be coming up in episode two. So yeah, stay waiting on that. Rookie of the year is Dario Saric. I just want to say that. We'll see. We'll save our picks for uh, <laughs> next episode. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been cool then. Yeah, it's, I think it's been a pretty successful uh, experience here. I hope you guys um, liked what you heard. Agree, disagree, whatever. We're gonna have another episode coming up. Talking. Yeah, about let us know your thoughts. I'm sure there'll be uh, an email link or something you can. Uh, yeah. You can contact us. Definitely. And uh, tune into the NBA draft. Oh yeah. On the 22nd. That's always exciting because draft day. It's not just about drafting players. A lot of trades go down on draft day as well. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. Because if that pick is being traded, there's gonna, there's probably going to be some NBA talent that's being moved as well. So we'll see. Especially if that, that three-team trade goes through with the Okafor ending up on the Bulls. That would be pretty cool because the Bulls need to do something. Yeah, uh, I just want to see some fireworks. I don't care I what happens. Too. I just yeah. want to see some big things go down. I don't want a bland... No. draft i don't want every team just using their pick and then that's it yeah getting <laughs> some guy to stash from europe some you know lithuanian center who's going to stay in europe for yeah. three years that's just boring so um all right we'll tune into the draft uh we'll catch us on the uh, next episode of Couchside sports Couchside sports baby you know our, our perspectives on sports from the comforts of our living room the way it should be the way, yeah of course the way it should be yeah All right, well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you on the uh, next episode. Thank you, guys.